Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I guess that Red Sox highlight hype video didn't work out. For the Yanks, exactly. I mean, look, there there is no good ending to a season if you do not win the World Series. And the Yankees have come close in recent years as far as getting to the championship series, only to fall short time and again. And, you know, unfortunately to the same friggin' team with the Houston Astros. But the Yankees' drought continues on since 2009. They have not been to or won a World Series. And... You get swept. Never a good way to lose, but to get swept, that's embarrassing. And that does show the disparity between the two teams. And that is a problem. I mean, this was not, whether you picked the Astros, and I know a lot of people were on the Astros before this series. And look, rightfully so, the Astros were the best team in the American League all year long. But as we've seen in the National League, the best team does not always win. So why is it that the Yankees couldn't even win a game against the Astros. And I don't want to hear about no Benintendi and no LeMayhew. Hey, injuries are a part of it. Now, does it suck losing those guys? Sure. Or the guys in the bullpen? Sure. You'd like to see a full team. I don't think it would have made a difference in this particular series. The Astros were clearly the better team. And, you know, the Yankee fan chanting, we want Houston, we want Houston, and then Houston now talking trash. This is an embarrassment for the Yankees because look at all the people now who are mocking the once proud franchise of the New York Yankees, who used to do the mocking. The Yankees used to do the beating. They used to give the teams the beatings. Now they're taking them. Whether it's Pedro on TBS mocking the Yankees, whether it's Martin Maldonado saying they wanted Houston, they got it, and they got swept. Whether it's the Astros partying in their clubhouse with brooms. I mean, you name it. The Yankees are a right now a laughingstock. They got swept out of the ALCS by the team who has owned them. That's a problem. You know, they've they've regressed since 2017. We talked about it in 2017. They went to game seven of a in a year where nobody expected anything from the New York Yankees. Joe Girardi took that team. And I know there were some issues, you know, against the, the Cleveland team that series, you know, where Girardi made some bonehead decisions or all that stuff. Still, Joe Girardi led the Yankees in 2017 to Game 7 of the ALCS when there were zero expectations with that ball club. 
Then Aaron Boone took over in 2018. First round and out to the Red Sox. Then 2019, back to the LCS against the hated Astros again. Losing in this time to six, losing to Astros in six games. Regression. 2020, out by the Rays in the DS. 2021, lucky. See, last year was different because the regular season was bad. We weren't used to that. We were used to the Yankees, this Yankee group, failing in the postseason. You know, mashing in the regular season and not scoring in the postseason. That's what we were used to. Last year, they didn't hit well enough or play well enough in the regular season. So Brian Cashman knew we had no choice but to wake up and change some things this offseason. I remember last year, the regular season was the issue. They barely make the playoffs, but they do make it. They lose in the wild card game. Does it even count? For the Yankees, not really. But then this year, they win the division. And they started out, even with expectations, not to the level that the Yankees are used to, while we always say, hey, it's World Series appearance or bust or World Series win or bust, I don't think many people truly believe this Yankee team was that good after the offseason that they had. And by the way, this is not just, this doesn't happen overnight. This is years in the making to how we got here today with this Yankees team. This is years in the making. Choosing John Carl Stanton at the end of 2017 during that offseason prior to 2018. I mean, we've referenced that one a hundred million times. It's going to continue to happen until something has changed with this Yankee team. But that was, to me, the beginning of the end. Or Brian Cashman going all in on the same type of players. Guys who could hit home runs but strike out a ton. Neglecting batting average or defense or putting the ball in play. Until finally this year where there was some balance. But anyway, Yankees also not going big in the offseason. Desperately needed the shortstop. The old Yankees, the Yankees that I grew up hating, they'd go get the best shortstop on the market. No questions asked. Seager, Correa, whoever it may be, they'd go get him. Hey, we haven't been in a World Series or won one since 2009. Let's go do something about that. Not this Yankee team. This Yankee team sits back and says, oh, you spend enough money, we should be able to get it done with this group. We have some nice young players in our farm system. We're not going to go nuts making trades either. We will be all right. We don't need Luis Castillo when we could get Frankie Montas. (laughs) You think about how far the mighty have fallen with the Yankees, and then you wonder, well, geez, it makes sense that they haven't been back to a World Series since 2009. But this year they start out overachieving playing like the 98 Yankees. Now, I never believed that. And I think if you pay enough attention, you never really truly believed this was that team. It was so different. That team was already established as a World Series winning team, as a team who was in the postseason in 97, even though they got eliminated. Back again in 1998 and, and had a historic season. Different. This team clearly overachieved during that run. And even when we were going through it, I never felt they were really legitimate. Then they hit their struggles, and then that's where we should have really known, where the Astros, remember the Yankees had the lead on the Strohs for a while, then the Astros blow by them, beat them head-to-head, blow by them, take over that home field advantage, which is the thing we were always looking to, knowing or expecting that these two teams would meet. But anyway, the Yanks were able to hold on and avoid a total collapse in the AL East. Win the division, get that second by in a weakened American League. It's not being disrespectful. I think that that's being factual. The American League was nowhere near as strong as the National League was this year. Overall, top to bottom. 
But the Yankees get the second seed, get into the division series, and maybe the biggest and now obviously a lot happened, you know, throughout, whether it's judges historic season, injuries, trades, whatever. Moves not made, moves made. Uh, we don't need to bore you with the details of that. We know what happened, but maybe the biggest telltale sign was the fact that the Yankees took five games to get rid of the Guardians and probably wouldn't have if Terry Francona wasn't a bonehead and starting Savali, a guy who you or I could have taken deep. All due respect. It took five games to take care of Cleveland. The Yankees should be better than that. And that was really the end of it. They weren't set up properly to go into Houston. They had opportunities in this series. You know, whether it's Boone going with lesser arms in the bullpen, whether it is, I mean, you name a guy in that lineup, Judge, Torres, Donaldson, Carpenter, Cabrera. I mean, it, all of them. Just not good enough. Nobody's getting the job done. They didn't do it. They didn't do it in game one, two, three, or four. And they wouldn't have done it in game five, six, or seven if there were. This is a pattern with this Yankees team. This is a pattern with this philosophy, even though Cashman tried to change it up a little bit, valuing defense. What an idea, right? It's unbelievable. Hey, you know what? Maybe we should try to catch the ball this year. And even with that, still booting balls costing them. Whether it's Harrison Bader, and I do blame Judge for that one running in front of him. Whether it is Glaber Torres and IKF last night. See, maybe the, the thing that's the most scary of it, Brian Cashman and his organization told you, or told us, that Glaber Torres was a shortstop. When in reality, at least I knew, he was not. Brian Cashman, again, after then admitting that mistake and moving Glaber Torres to second base, went out and got IKF and told you that he was a great defensive shortstop. And then we watched him, and we knew he was not. But the Yankees were steadfast on the numbers, and until the end, of course. And that's why you could sit here and make the excuse and say, well, they were injured, Sal. That's why they had to figure out what their lineup was going to be like. And I would say, no. They've known this for a while. Benintendi's been out for a while. LeMayu's been out for a while. The Yankees have made do. They've had plenty of time to figure it the bleep out, and they didn't. And they're messing around with lineups, and they're messing around with defensive alignment, who's in, who's out, who's hitting where. They're messing around with that stuff in the postseason. That doesn't happen with good teams. This Yankee team actually overachieved, and I know what you're going to say. You all want Boone out. He'll be the first guy on the chopping block. And I understand it. It's not his fault, but I understand why you would say that. This is, to me, he'd be the last guy that I'd blame. You want to start a start a line? Brian Cashman would be at the forefront, but I told you that last year. During last year's regular season, to me, it was quite evident that it was time for a change with philosophy in the Yankee organization. And not that Brian Cashman's not a good GM or hasn't been or can't be. I actually like Brian Cashman a lot. I think he's transparent. I think he's made some brilliant moves. Obviously, he's made some bad moves, as would any GM. Even the best GMs in the world make some bad decisions. And Cashman's been here so long that maybe the bad decisions become magnified, especially when the team hasn't won or been to a World Series since 2009. But I just thought it was a, ch a time for a change in philosophy. There were too many moves. 
And the Yankees banging their head against the wall, expecting different results. It was just the same way that Cashman and the Yankees told Joe Girardi, hey, we love you, we think you're great, but we're going to move in a different direction. That's what I believe ownership should have told Brian Cashman last year, but they didn't. And then Cashman did kind of change his philosophy a little bit. Still didn't work. Didn't work. Now, the manager's the easiest thing you feel like, oh, yeah, let's get Boone. But do you think Boone actually manages these games? I joke around and call him a data applicator. Guess what? Because he is a data applicator. That's why the Yankees wanted to hire him. And it's not a knock on him necessarily. It's a knock on the organization for not wanting to hire an actual manager. They wanted to hire an extension of the front office to put down in that dugout that's going to be relatable to players. Well, that's what they got. That's why I blame the front office more than anything. This is on the Yankee hierarchy. This is on ownership, Brian Cashman, his staff, all of it. And I don't have any faith moving forward that things are going to change. So let's say that again, just like after last year's disappointment, this year they run it back with the same thing. Cashman and Boone. Are we really going to see a different philosophy? You might see different players. Some different players where they could work him in. But it's the same philosophy. The same guy that thought it was a good idea to play Glaber Torres at short. The same guy that thought it was a big steal of a move to get Connor Falefa. The same guy that brought in Josh Donaldson for $25 million or over $20 million a year. He's on the hook again next year. I mean, wow. Wow. Josh Donaldson was their big move. He's going to still be here. So why would I trust not just Cashman, but the Yankee organization to make the proper adjustments? And by the way, they're not even close. I know it sounds strange saying that, being that they went to the championship series, but they've only gotten further away from it. Like we said, 2017 went with seven games to the Astros. 2019, six games. Now 2022, a four-game sweep. And I thought going in, you know, remember too, the Astros have lost. How many superstars have the Astros lost since 2017? I thought going in, this team was maybe the most vulnerable. We assume they're not cheating. And by the way, they're shutting everybody up who ran their mouth about them only being good because they cheated, as they've proven to be a premier organization in the sport. But anyway, not only did the Astros lose a lot of those star players, I felt like the Yankees were more balanced. Definitely had better pitching going into this series, as opposed to years past where they had Cole, Cortez, and Severino. Now, who knew that Cortez had a groin injury? Although, I guess the Yankees knew, and then Boone still thought it was, somehow thought it was a good decision to leave him in there. Anyway, the Yankees pitching was lined up as far as starters go, better in any series in years past with the Astros, I thought, this year. They had better balance in that lineup, I thought. But you know what? The same guys aren't getting the job done. Doesn't matter if they have some contact hitters at the bottom of the order. And by the way, what is their lineup? I don't know. I think they're still trying to figure it out. But 
you look at where to point the blame. I hate to do this, but Aaron Judge, see, the way that I would pinpoint the most blame would be where is the drop-off? And and this has been the same old story every year with this team. Where's the drop-off from regular season performance to the postseason? Because how come they can dominate the majority of time in the regular season, but then they get to the playoffs and they come up short, if not flat-out fail? So Judge, I mean, it's been Luke Voigt in 2022. I reference him all the time. Yankees as a whole in 2018. I mean, you pick up, pick a guy, Gary Sanchez, whoever it may be. You know the cast of characters. This year, Judge had the historic season, and we all said it throughout the course of the year. Why is Aaron Judge the surefire MVP? Why is he so much better than Shohei Otani? What was the answer? Because without Aaron Judge the Yankees would be nowhere. Well, without Aaron Judge performing at the highest of levels in the postseason, the Yankees are going home. Glaber Torres continues to be a massive bust. And I would think, now, if it were me, I told you, I'd look to move on from John Carlson. I'd look, a total remake for me. I've had enough of this group. That continues to fail. And I'm not saying Stanton's the the guy to blame here as far as their postseason offensive struggles, but he's got severe limitations, whether it's in the regular season, whether it's not being able to play the field, whether it's staying healthy, whether it's inconsistency. That, to me, was where the Yankees went wrong. Spent all that money on John Carl Stanton, and he's been a disappointment, whether he's gotten big hits in the postseason or not. I hated that trade at the time. I hate it now years later. But I look at Gleyber Torres and say he is a massive, massive disappointment and one of the main culprits to why this Yankee team is again going home prior to playing in the World Series. You know, the fact that the Yankees had to rely on Matt Carpenter, a guy off the scrap heap that Yankee fans are going nuts about, thinking that you could actually count on him in the postseason after missing two months. Even if he didn't get hurt, Matt Carpenter, his career was and probably is over. He came out of nowhere to produce. It made up for a lot of the poor performances that from guys that you were you know counting on to get the job done. Can't even blame him. Trevino played way over his head to an all-star level in the first half. Carpenter, as we said. I mean, think about it. Think about the things that the Yankees had in the first half of the season that turned out to really be an aberration. Bottom line is, I really do think they actually overachieved as far as you know winning that division the way that they did, basically in control of it from wire to wire. And then taking care of Cleveland in the first round, they overachieved. And I don't I can't rip the manager for that. This is not Aaron Boone's fault. It's Judge, it's Stanton, it's Torres, it's Donaldson, it's Carpenter, it's LeMayu who can't stay healthy. It's all those guys first. And the guy who put this team together and has continued to put this team together for years, Brian Cashman, 
he'd be front and center. And I hate to go through the whole offseason again, banging our heads against the wall, beating that drum. Cashman's got to go. Cashman's got to go. Boone's got to go. But in reality, how could anybody with a straight face, I don't care if it's from the Yankee organization, Yankee fans, whoever, how could they say that they believe things will change next year? Based on what? The Astros are running circles around you. It's gotten worse. It is time for change one way or another, whether it's just or not, whether it's performance-based or not. Hard to, hey, look, hard to justify firing a general manager and a manager after winning a division and getting to the championship series, right? Well, Brian Cashman fired a manager who won a World Series, and I know he technically didn't fire him, they let him go, but they didn't want him back. After he won a World Series, and then, you know, he won a World Series, obviously, 2009, and then took a team that overachieved to Game 7 in the ALCS against a team that cheated to beat him. And you let him go. So if you could let Joe Girardi go, what's fair is fair. Brian's Cashman, Brian Cashman's time is long up, and I like him. It's time for a change. And if that doesn't change, why would we expect that the results of the Yankees' season are going to change? Because they're in the playoffs every year, which is a great accomplishment. It's different for the Yankees. These are not the Yankees that I grew up hating. These Yankees are soft. These Yankees are not a good postseason team. The complete opposite of the 90s. Not that you ever try to recapture that because it's impossible. That's what made those teams so special. But they can be better. If the Astros could do it, if the Rays could do it, if the Red Sox can do it, the Yankees should be able to do it. And showing Red Sox hype videos of when they embarrassed the Yankees in 2004 to get the Yankees pumped up for the series is not the way to do it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.